Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning and welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. It's Tuesday the 5th. It's May the 5th, uh, Cinco de Mayo. So that's kind of cool. Also, yesterday, I forgot to mention this, was May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Um, (laughs) Did you, are you a Star Wars fan? I'm not. Okay. But I think part of it is that our kids haven't really gotten into it either. So yeah, the jokes are funny. Uh, Rachel is not into Star Wars and I don't think she's even seen any of the movies she knows my my nephews our nephews are are Star Wars fans so she wanted to buy a you won't get this she wanted to buy (laughs) a toy for one of her nephews and she brought she bought Jar Jar Binks it's like she's like I thought he looked cool like Rachel that is the worst character in all of the nine movies (laughs) The one that gets like made fun of the most, and you gave him Jar Jar Binks. He's gonna get ridiculed at school. So well, she just knew that no one else was going to get it for him. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the one part of his collection he was probably missing. Right. 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 Um, so Wendy, thanks for joining me again and coming back. You are uh, an elder at Victory Point. I am. Uh, you are a parent. You are working um, in kind of areas of development in the church and innovation. Um, how are you, what's your ministry right now look like um, just as a woman as in all those different spheres? Yeah, that's a challenging question. Um, I think for me growing up in the church, women didn't necessarily have a huge role in any of those leadership capacities. And so it's been um, really humbling to be asked into some of those spaces and challenging, um, but it's been such a gift because I think anytime that you're given the opportunity to have a voice and share things, um, you get to see other people be inspired too. So um, I really have enjoyed being an elder and getting to know kind of the, the people and the process that goes behind all of that. Um, the ministry that I work for outside of church, um, but works with churches, uh, involves a lot of young people. And I love the hope and just, uh, the, they're just inspiring, um, great ideas coming out of the young people and just looking forward to what the future of the church looks like. And then, um, our family is involved too with the Belay missional community or missional. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The missional community. And we, again, that, kind of contact with the young people that are not involved in the church and how we as families can show our kids as well, this community that surrounds uh, others. So, yeah, that's awesome. Um, I heard a couple of things in there about um, as a woman stepping into roles that you didn't see modeled for you. And I think there's something about kind of blazing a trail. And now our church gets, there's young women growing up in our church who don't have to say that, you know, they can say, hey, yeah, it is okay. It's normal for women to be in leadership in the church. I think that's awesome. So thank you for 
being a trailblazer in that sense. And, um, and then also about um, what you said about, I get to hear ideas and thoughts from young people about the future of the church and you're, you've got some hope about that. What do you kind of, how do you see the future of the church and how is that um, connected to some of the stories from young people that you're, you're learning from and like, how is that impacting how you see the future of the church? It's had a, it's had a big impact um, and it really has this kind of beautiful relationship directly with some of the leadership conversations that we have and what is church? Is church a building or is church a people? Is it mm -hmm. where a large group of people is gathered or is it with whatever people happen to be gathered? Mm -hmm. um, are we consumers or are we there to simply be filled up to continue to work as disciples? Um, right. And these are kind of counter narratives that in today's church culture, it's important to marry the two um, so that there's some grace and understanding. But at the same time, I can really see where young people are adapting quickly to that second narrative of we want to be like the hands and feet of Jesus actively. Um, they mm -hmm. have a much less consumeristic mindset. Um, they don't need to be fed quite as much in a traditional sense. And it's been, it's been fun to watch that. I mean, we have an almost 15 year old in our own home who she is becoming that type of person um, yeah. and where in the past and how I grew up in that context, her desire to kind of explore all of that may have scared me, but having a fresh set of eyes on it and realizing how deep her faith is because of that um, mm -hmm. is inspiring. So. That's so cool. Um, I, I think I mean, we can make up whatever narrative about, you know, the next generation and like, oh, they're just, you know, consumed with social media and they're scatterbrained or whatever. But I mean, there's people who see the future like more uh, pessimistically, I think. And I don't understand that. Um, I think the people that I, I talk to, the young people that I get to know, I'm just, I'm really excited about the future and also excited about the future of the church. Um, I think we're, um, yeah, we have a lot to look forward to. And it's cool being on the front lines of that, it sounds like, for, for you. Um, you're helping pair up kids with adult mentors who can kind of dream together, develop new stuff together. So um, that that's really definitely like right on the front lines of young people who are innovating for the sake of the kingdom of God. So that's cool. Thanks for doing yeah. that work. Yeah. Sweet. Well, would you mind if I read our passage for today? Sounds good. All right. Um, this is Psalm 31, verses 1 through 5, and then 15 and 16. It's kind of our little passage for today. So um, let me read that for us. In you, O Lord, I seek refuge. Do not let me ever be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me. Incline your ear to me. Rescue me speedily. Be a rock of refuge for me, a strong fortress to save me. You are indeed my rock and my fortress. For your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Take me out of the net that is hidden from me, for you are my refuge. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. My times are in your hand. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies and persecutors. Let your face shine upon your servant. 
save me in your steadfast love. So as I just read through that, Wendy, is there a, a part of that that sticks out most to you? Um, I would say the talking, the part where there's, he's talking about committing my spirit. Um, I think it's easy to commit kind of in a, on that daily basis of I, I commit my day to you, I, I commit my job to you, almost like we're giving God the task that we, mm. we want to sort of have him bless. Um, but I think I'm convicted, like, am I actually committing myself to him mm. for this type of, um, yeah, it just seems deeper, I guess. Yep. Is it? Yeah, the uh, committing my day or committing certain tasks is almost like, okay, I've run out of steam in this. You can have this part. Yeah. I've run out of steam in this. You can have this part. Kind of almost delegating things to God to handle that we've realized that we can't handle, which in one sense is good. You know, we've, we've got all our anxieties and the things that concern us. But if that's all we're doing, um, it seems kind of piecemeal salvation too <laughs> like you can have right. this one part of my life you know this other part of my life um but the rest of it i'm i think i'm good well and then am i just doing it because i'm submitting little request tickets to him like yeah. i've got this great idea now can you actually bless it instead of i'm fully committed do as you wish mm -hmm. um, that's a a different level that i'm not always very comfortable or really want to operate in with God. Like it's easier to be a Christian and say, yes, I'm committed, but I don't know if it's always fully committed to God or if it's committed to a lot of other things. Yeah. Holding on, committing ourselves to God, but also committing ourselves to various other things that mm -hmm. kind of have our spirit too. And um, there's a word for that. It's called idolatry. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? um, and uh, that's something God hates is um, he's a jealous God and wants all of us. Um, into your hand, I commit my spirit. You know, that's a, the part that grabbed me too. I mean, I think partly because uh, we, we were talking about that yesterday um, in our podcast um, about Stephen being stoned. And um, he says the same words that Jesus says, into your hands, I commit my spirit um, um, or a variation of that. And Jesus says this on the cross. And so it's kind of got um, my attention in that way. Um, but um, you have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. Um, so I'm hearing Stephen say those words, and I'm hearing Jesus say those words. And I'm just captured by Jesus' salvation. Um, in, in the same sense that you're, you're saying, you know, we have a tendency to only commit a little bit. It seems like this psalmist is committing his whole spirit to God, trusting himself fully into God's hands and experiencing the redemption that God gives um, to that deep level too. Like, I wonder if we only commit a little bit of ourselves, we really only get, that's the only part that gets really redeemed, um, if, any, if anything. Um, yeah, and I think it's easier to commit something fully if you know it more fully. And so in those first couple of verses, even when he is talking about, you know, be my rock and refuge because you are my rock and refuge. Mm. It's this, he knows who this big God of his is and yeah. what this God is capable of. 
um, you know, the more I know him, the more I am willing to commit to him. So yeah. it becomes a conviction of heart and mind to just dive into the word and spend time there and know this loving father. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing God and trusting God kind of goes hand in hand. Um, the other piece of this is just the grace, 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 grace. Um, let your face shine upon your servant. Save me in your steadfast love. Um, so into your hand, I commit my spirit is um, relying on God's love and letting the, the countenance of God, letting the face of God shine upon us and receiving God's love and realizing that uh, I cannot do anything on my own. Um, I have no power to save myself or to redeem myself. And if we think we do, I think we also don't know ourselves very well. You know, you talk about knowing, um, you know, knowing God, but I think it's also like knowing who I am and realizing that um, I don't have it in me. Um, you know, I don't, I don't have the capacity to be able to save myself, to redeem myself. Um, and so I need to be able to trust God. So there's like a completeness to salvation and grace and love that um, is kind of resembled in this psalm that I really love. So I guess that's a good question, Wendy, like for maybe just to reflect on for our listeners. I feel like yesterday's question was kind of like, um, you know, where are you experiencing suffering both like on a small level today and how can I bear it like Jesus and, um, you know, how would God be calling me to enter into larger steps of suffering? Um, and to do that faithfully. And I feel like today's question might be something more like, um, am I fully committed myself to Jesus? Have I fully committed my spirit to Jesus? And has, am I experiencing his full redemption? Or have I just given little pieces of my life or my day or my tasks over to God? You know, how big is my God today for me uh, to offer redemption? Or is it just kind of like a small piecemeal salvation that I'm experiencing? Yeah, I like that. Those are good questions to ask yourself every day. So. I would guess so. <laughs> so, um, yeah, maybe that could be like a little reflection practice for us today. Like just to, to maybe take a moment right now and just um, say, all right, God, into your hands, I commit my spirit. Especially if you're going through suffering, like um, Jesus was on the cross, or that Stephen was, or that you are, all of us are with parenting or, <laughs> or marriages or juggling jobs or whatever it is. Um, even in the little things, um, do I have a sense that my whole spirit is committed to God and I'm saved by His grace, or am I just passing and delegating things off to Him to check off my list? Well, thanks, Wendy. Um, let's uh, kick out of this wave. And tomorrow, we're going to be going back to First Peter. So um, we will catch up with you guys then. All right. And now for some listener response. This is from Pam about yesterday's podcast and scripture reading from Acts 7, where we read about Stephen and his martyrdom. So this is how the email goes. Thanks, Brendan and Wendy, for your insights on today's scripture. As I reflected on these verses, I was struck and comforted by the first verse, where Stephen, being filled with the Holy Spirit, saw the glory of God and Jesus on the throne sitting at God's right hand. I love how God and Jesus revealed themselves to Stephen before he was stoned to death. I'm thinking that after seeing them, Stephen was like, I can't wait until I'm able to be with my Savior and my God 
which then gave him the boldness he had as he went through his horrible death. It gave me so much comfort and hope for me in this life and my eternal life to know that Jesus is with me now and I will be able to be with him through all eternity. So amazing. Thanks again. I'm loving these podcasts. I'm, I listen to them before I get out of bed in the morning. Well, thank you, Pam, and um, everyone else. Thank you for your feedback and your comments and your emails, your text messages. If you have a comment of your own, please send it um, to me at brendanmcclenahan at victorypoint.org, and uh, we'll keep, I'll uh, keep publishing them on the podcast. So thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.